Hi, I'm Justine, and I'm here to tell you being mentally ill isn't the end of the world. I know what it's like to live with a mental illness. It's hard. You're constantly trying to hide your struggles from others, and you feel like you're weaker than others because of your illness. But that's not true. So many badasses struggle with mental illnesses, but they don't talk about them because they're afraid of being judged or thought of as weak-minded. Well, guess what? They're not. We can change that by talking openly about our struggles and sharing our stories with each other in a positive light. This is why I created Mentally a Badass, so we can come together as badasses who are also mentally ill or who has had it rough in life and share our stories with one another in a safe place that celebrates our strengths rather than shames our weaknesses. I hope this podcast helps you feel less alone in this crazy life of ours, and I hope it makes your life just a little bit better. Welcome back to Mentally a Badass. My name is Justine and today I have a guest that found Mentally a Badass and I wanted to invite her on here because she's also a mental health advocate and um, she's going to be talking about her experience today um, with her diagnosis of bipolar disorder back in 2010. Um, we all know back in 2010 there was a lot of stigma around it. We're going to be opening up about that. Um, she also does have a lot of work that she does as a mental health advocate. So we're going to dive into that as well. And then we're going to talk about her treatment. Um, I hope that this conversation can help others into if they're scared to ask for help, um, to ask for help. So um, yeah, I'm so happy to welcome you today, Amanda. Hi, thanks for having me. Yes, absolutely. So let's do a little bit of a background on you. You are in sunny California in San Diego, and you told me that you used to live in Seattle, Washington. Is that right? That's correct. Um, and unfortunately, it's actually cloudy right now in San Diego. So <laughs> oh. <laughs> go figure on that. Yeah. Oh, goodness. That's Well, I feel like sometimes it's sunny out there. <laughs> De- definitely. Most, most of the time. <laughs> Yeah. And that's just so ironic that like you're from like you live in the Seattle area and right now. I'm like in the area, which typically mm-hmm. I'm in Florida, which is a sun- sunny state. I was in mm-hmm. Seattle last night, actually. Oh, um, nice. Just enjoying. I've never seen like the holidays in Seattle. So I was like, mm-hmm. I want to go there just to check it out. So it was fun. Go. Very gloomy. <laughs> yes. I lived in Seattle for three years and mm-hmm. I actually a white Christmas once so that was awesome yeah so so where did you like grow up so I grew up in San Diego uh-huh. um, kind of the suburb it's called El Cajon so it's about 20 minutes from downtown San Diego mm-hmm. and then um, I went to a community college up in the San Francisco area um, the suburb is called San Mateo mm-hmm. and then like I said I lived in Seattle again um in my late 20s in Seattle in Ballard. Okay, cool. Wait, what was the reason um, that you moved to Seattle? Um, just kind of new experiences, kind okay. of all sorry, but yeah, we won't talk about that. Uh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if you want to. So. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes, yes. We can definitely talk about that, how you found your love. Look at that. Look at you. <laughs> oh, my, my sarcasm. I have a very interesting personality. I'm sure you <laughs> <can>. Um. <laughs> Okay, so let's start on the foundation of here, um, because everything, you know, steps into you being an advocate and typically everyone who's an advocate has been through something rough that would mm-hmm. want to help others. So let's talk a little bit of general about um, child trauma. How do you believe that childhood trauma can be prevented? Um, so that's the 
the interesting thing about childhood trauma, um, especially in my experience, it happened to me when I was about two to 10 years old. So at the age of two, you're kind of defenseless. There's nothing really you can do. Um, It wasn't until I was about 10 years old that I finally understood that what was happening was wrong. And so I stood up for myself and then it, it stopped. But that's, that's, what's interesting about childhood trauma is that you, and this took a lot of therapy and counseling to understand is that you are a child. You are supposed to be protected and cared for by your parents, your family, and it's not necessarily your job to have to prevent it um through you know growing and counseling and things like that it took a lot to not blame myself for what happened but mm-hmm. well, to take the steps to learn from it grow from it cope with it and overcome it yeah no definitely I'm sorry that you had a I don't know what you went through but I'm sorry that I ha- how that had Ugh, it's a okay. word I'm sorry that had happened to you. God. It's okay. It's okay. Tongue twister. But that was pretty cool that at, at the age of 10, you were able to stand up for yourself. A lot of people feel like powerless. A lot of children feel powerless and they feel that they can. So kudos to you on that. Um, you. you know, the goal with mental health advocacy, advocacy, you know, what you do and what I do is to really change the future because mm-hmm. I feel like childhood trauma this is my take what I'm doing for myself I've been through my childhood trauma and I'm fine with like you know my mom already has said her sorries and like whatever but um I grew up in like a very hostile household so like Mm -hmm. a lot of being screamed at scared feared etc um that's kind of like a general overview also had a lot of hostility in schools bullied all of that um So I just feel like using really leveraging social media to like educate people on how to properly talk to children, because my mom, she would tell me that she didn't realize, you know, what she did had such a huge effect on me. Um, And, you know, she her she had her mom who was even worse um, than my mom. My mom, thankfully, never actually physically hit me. Um, Her mom did. So she definitely did do better than her mom obviously mm-hmm. but I just I know yeah I know how it feels and other thing too which is bullying you yeah. know what I mean like there's still so much I want to bring this up because it's so relevant but also it's not my story so I'm not going to because it's so essentially some things that I am hearing that like pe- people are still getting severely bullied and there's kids committing suicide and I've been seeing a lot yeah. of on TikTok really? as well um, I worked in the school system. I was a substitute teacher for like a year and I see it, the bullying yeah. and all that. I literally got some, I think got someone expense suspended or whatever. But my point is that I just feel like I really hope schools can actually start taking it seriously and not putting the BS of stop bullying. Like in the hallway yeah. or, or it's just hard now that we have social media and, you know, yeah. kids are on social media, you know, by the age of eight, nine, 10 and, they don't know what they're doing. They're seeing content or people leave comments to them and they're not emotionally mature enough yet Mm to process it or know how to respond. And yeah, I just feel like social media can definitely take it to a whole new level. And yeah. So recently, actually, it's interesting that you said that last night I was uh, just looking through like the people who like my stuff. I like to just like look at their stories and see what they're about. Mm-hmm. Um, and then some of the people that 
like the stuff I ferment the mentally a badass content are like minors. So they're like, you know, young kids. That's good. This, yeah. So there was this one. I was looking at some stories and it was just really sad. And I felt like I wanted to like respond to be like, I'm there for you. But also I want to be like a creeper. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, I just I, I, I have to like remember their minors and stuff like that. But I mean, I've, I was watching some stories of one girl. She had a screenshot of someone who responded back to her story calling her like flat chested and she was like 13 oh. years old oh my goodness part of me will be like i want to beat this person up like <laughs> <laughs> but um but that's like the the leo in the new, in new jersey of me i'm from originally from new jersey but yeah. um not the point so and then another person she was saying how in her story that oh my mom's getting married right now and she never told me Oh my and goodness. I was seeing that and she was crying and I was like, I just like wanted to hug them. But also, like I said, I didn't want to like respond back and they're going to be like, yeah. wow, it's I like this person's content. And now they're like <laughs> sliding into my DMs. <laughs> yeah, because I know on my Instagram, Pierce Fighting Spirit, I do say, you know, if you need help, you mm-hmm. can DM. I offer that support but definitely when they're minors that it's a little yeah I just gotta like remember that I'm like a 27 year old woman like (laughs) and I think I think um I think it comes a lot to the parents you know like starting because I I too used to be a preschool teacher boys Mm -hmm. and girls uh, YMCA and I think it starts with the adults in that child's life needs to instill confidence in them like starting at a small age telling them they can do anything they want Mm -hmm. no saying no is okay telling them that they are smart and courageous and just basically building up that that kid's self-esteem so that you know it's inevitable there's times in every you know teenager's life where you may be called something or told Mm -hmm. something that's not true or you hear a rumor about yourself. Oh and my it, God, it's a, good idea. it's a good idea to kind of bring that up to them and uh, make them a, aware. So when it does yeah. happen, they don't wonder, why are people so mean to me? Like, what's wrong with me? Because that's what yeah. I, how I felt. I was never taught like, oh, okay, just letting you know there's a chance. People cannot be the nicest people or just kind of putting them in a way where you're not yeah. going to scare them, of course. Because like I said, a lot of times when I was getting bullied, I'm like, I always question like, what is wrong with me? <laughs> and because yeah. you're, you're a young kid and yeah. you're de- and your brain's developing and if you keep hearing you're worthless you're stupid you're ugly your brain believes that exactly yeah and I think that's where it comes where because you know not every child has the most supportive parents but maybe if you're a teacher or you mm-hmm. work with or you're a neighbor or you're an aunt you know just from a small age instilling that in them like I have a godson who's five years old now mm-hmm. but I just tell him all the time like you know you're so smart you're so strong you can do anything you want and just just trying to tell that to kids that you know don't worry if someone's talking bad about you like you know yourself you have the people that care for you and just always giving that mindset to them right I'm trying to think like if I had that, like, if I had, like, a parent that was just always telling me that, but I don't, I don't think so, like, I don't, I'm pretty sure that that just wasn't just in their minds, you know what I mean, like, I'm, my mom, obviously, she, she did defend me when it comes to the bullying, like, she would go to the principal, and, you know, try to make a change, and the principal would believe the other parents, and it would be Mm -hmm. kind of situation, so I eventually left that particular school um so she did try I know my mom did I give her that but I guess she just didn't really 
think of well how we're thinking and i think it's mm-hmm. just we are a lot more knowledgeable and we were able to connect with people from all over the place like yeah. what you just brought up right now you living on the well um originally from um, i reside in the east coast that's where my residence is <laughs> so yeah. i want to say you know i'm you know i'm typing in the west coast right now i'm just gonna say like you're on the other side of the country and you just gave me something that is very valuable like i didn't even think of that just like really embedding those words into your child at a very young age can really yes. i think that can help yeah, that it is, helps. That's actually really smart. Yeah, I think it's embedding, especially for women too. I think it's it's starting at a young age, telling them they can do it, building mm-hmm. up confidence so that by the time they are teenagers, hopefully they'll be okay and yeah. to deflect anything that comes at them. And if it, for some reason it doesn't, I'm sure there'll be another generation with more ideas down the road. <laughs> The goal is to keep getting better and not getting worse, even though exactly. our world's very interesting. Um, I'm just, I do, be- I just believe that like, you know, you just got to really just associate yourself with the, the world really. It, I feel like the world is how you see it. Yes. And I've listened to a certain podcast. It's called Mindset Mentor. At least I think that's the one. Um, and they're basically saying like, if you're watching the news, the news is always going to put out the negative narrative out mm-hmm. there so they make us want to think that they're just going to put out there oh there was a fire here a person got shot in like kentucky or you know there's such tragic things and i personally try to like avoid me too the news. i don't i don't but really watch the news. I, I, yeah and i don't understand how people like can do that like i just i can't and i feel and then the thing is that the human the human mind just rather hear the negative apparently mm-hmm. like they feed into that or whatever like it's so hard and to always want to talk about the negative they want to put their opinion and their input on the negative like yeah. I have times I'll be spending dinner with my parents and then they watch CNN and then oh, before you CNN. know it yeah and before you know it my dad's cussing at the tv <laughs> and it's oh, like, why? It's like why like why can't we just all listen to a podcast to kick together and like sing kumbaya or whatever I don't know but, but it's I like it's- especially for people who are vulnerable and hearing all that bad stuff all the time. I had to learn that about myself that, you know what, if something is big enough news, I'm going to hear about it, whether it's from right. No smart. And yeah, I I think the same thing. Yeah. Yeah. Like my husband, he's really big into Twitter and like, that's Mm -hmm. how I get my news is from my husband Mm -hmm. reading Twitter and seeing all these updates but otherwise like I don't go out of my way to watch the news because I know it's going to affect me negatively it's going to put me in a a bad mood I'm going to think differently and it's just like you know what it's okay you don't have to always be consuming negative media yeah and it shouldn't the reason that there's so much more negative media out there is because that's what sells unfortunately and at the end of the day it's like these news people are seeing ratings and they see more people looking at the negative and mm-hmm. I know this is going to sound super kind of like contradicting of what I'm going to say, but I hope you can kind of get my point. So my content on Mentally a Badass, the ones that do really well, like it's like I have some reels that have like 30,000 views and nice. and such. Those are the ones that do really well. But those are the ones that are also kind of negative, but mm-hmm. it's not meant to be negative to make someone sad. It's meant to make, it's meant to make people laugh. So yeah. and I've noticed that this like whenever my life's like falling apart um, and I make content about it, those are the content that goes viral. But if I like make content where it's like I'm giving advice to better yourself, like it doesn't do as well. 
unless I'm just not doing it correctly. Mm-hmm. And then on TikTok, um, one of my videos got like, I think, 2.5 million views. Mm-hmm. And it was an actually a sad situation because so I was I was showing up to a funeral. Uh, it was my aunt's funeral. And there was a long story short. Um, I got there like two to three hours late because my flight was delayed and I was like walking up to the funeral home with a luggage. Yeah. And so my dad just randomly took a quick clip of me and I just thought it was just hysterical how I look. Like if I was just like <laughs> walking in like fashionably. Yeah. So I just thought it was funny. Yeah. So I just randomly posted it on TikTok and I put like when you're blah 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 to whatever late and this and that I just like you know the stuff that I do and then it went viral like 2.5 million views and I'm like wow I'm really glad that like my my life falling apart really does well so when that happened I was like tip so I'm also a social media um agency owner so social media is my life all day every day um so I'm always like they always say if something does really well hop off of that and I'm like, yeah. well, the reason it went viral is because people are probably laughing at my life. Yeah. So I'm like, so you're telling me I need to do more topics of my life falling apart pretty much. Mm-hmm. I think that also too, um, you know, just being real with people where, yeah, you know, on Fierce Fighting Spirit, I do mostly, mostly post motivational content. You do, yeah. But, but I think that's where it's kind of like misery likes company. And mm-hmm. so I think it's one aspect where people are happy to see that someone else is feeling down and depressed like them, but not everyone always takes those steps to try to get better or they don't know how or need help trying to get to that positive level. Um, but definitely, yeah. Um, I know like when I'm going through a depressed, depressed stage, like I just look at so many depressing, like quotes and things like that because it makes me feel better it makes you feel like you're not not alone I listen to sad other music. people yeah exactly yeah I literally have like an emo playlist that I listen me to too. And I, I'm like I just want to cry right now like put on this playlist. have you ever heard Anessa Barrett no oh you have to listen to her you will <laughs> love her I promise you like I Talk promise about- you you will you will love her <laughs> she's um was yeah no she she's great I'm sorry, Kenny, I cut you off a little bit. No, yeah, I just I just think it's like, you know, people, when they're feeling down, they want to also know that other people are in their shoes. They're not. True. Feeling- That's a good way of thinking about it, because in my head, I'm just like. I mean, it's getting me the awareness on my account, but I don't want to be like I'm I'm really in real life, that. a positive person. Exactly. Um, I just but then so I feel like the account is like. I do the reels. So basically I do the reels and Ariel does all the posts, like the actual like graphics. Um, so in her, all her content is so positive. Yeah. And I, <laughs> every time we think of collabing with people and stuff like that, we're always like, okay. Cause there's this one person we we're trying to collab with, um, but she never answered me. Um, and I was like, oh, we should collab with her. Um, Cause we've been, we've been collabing with this other account called uh, bipolar two. I don't know mm-hmm. if you're like noticing with the memes and everything like that. Um, but she, yeah, she's been, so she's the one who took over that collaboration, um, because it's the, it's like the picture post. Yeah. Um, and then I do all the podcast stuff. Um, anyway, so, um, there was this one girl, um, there was this one account, um, it's like called ex- something anxiety. And it was like, I was like, oh, I want to collab. And I was like, I felt bad. I didn't want to say, oh, can you reach out and do all the collaboration too? Cause I want it to be fair with us doing the work together and not 
make her do all the like the work but then I was like oh but like her account is more of like your your skill she's so Mm -hmm. good at like thinking of all of these like ways of bettering yourself I mean I I can be too but my skill is like more of being comical and I mean it's like yeah and that's where like like, raw like like, yeah yeah you're like you're relating to people and yeah, that's like I have like a relatable skill yeah. like she's like she's um I'm more open with my mental health than she is um and so I think that's like so she's like really good at like really thinking thoroughly on certain like ideas and creativity and she's great at graphics and copyright and I'm like yeah. the person that's willing to just talk about like my life story and really get like yeah. raw and just not care um that's kind of like how like hence the name mentally a badass fun fact yeah. the brand started originally up it's just a podcast okay. and it was just me just doing mentally a badass but then like she was really helping me a lot in the back end as a really good friend um yeah. and then I was like I told her I was like you do know like I wouldn't be anything without you I'm like why don't we just go like half and half on this brand there you go and just bring more value to the yeah. actual name to it um and it's like you're balancing each other out like you're the raw realistic behind the scenes of life and then she's bringing the other content of like which is yeah when I was seeing that I was like because another thing too like she's just so much better at graphics than I am (laughs) (laughs) and also it's just it's really a lot of work to be doing like six posts a week um so it's good to like separate it um and then also we did talk too about like we're gonna be starting a blog um the blog should be out by the time this podcast comes out or uh we're looking to launch it in february nice um yeah so we're we decided to like let's make a blog out of it um and create even more content so we're really gonna have like video content written content social content i love it yeah and then we have another big thing happening at the end of 2023 i don't want to like bring it up because we really didn't like actually start start yet and I don't want to like say what it is on the podcast. Be a surprise. Yeah, but it's like huge. But we're trying to like get more more eyes on us and stuff like that. But anyway, let's talk more about you. Yeah. Um, I sometimes have these tangents. That's when it <laughs> comes out and my brain just all over the place. So let's talk about your therapy. Um, mm-hmm. how old were you when you first started going to a therapist? Was about twelve years old. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. I was like yeah. fifteen. Yeah. Um, I was 12 years old. It was when I finally told my parents about what happened to me as a kid. Mm -hmm. And of course, right away, they put me in therapy Mm -hmm. to make sure I was okay. And it was actually very interesting because when I was 12, I was still in the mode of, I just want to hide this. I just, I don't want to talk about it. You know, I just brought it up because it finally was getting very overwhelming. I actually um, was kind of suicidal at age 12. And I just, I needed help, but I wasn't fully invested yet of like, I want, like, I'm going to really handle therapy. Like I kind of just told the therapist what she wanted to hear that way I would be discharged. Like I was not comfortable with it. Mm -hmm. Um, And then finally I went back to therapy when I was like 15, 16. And by this time I was very close with my counselor and I was also part of a support group with five other girls um, who we all went through the same experience. And that was honestly one of the best times of my life. Like I felt I was able to truly talk about what happened to me. I was Mm -hmm. able to 
to hear other girls experience to know I, w- I wasn't alone. Mm-hmm. So I highly recommend, you know, if, if you're going through something, not only yes, get that personal private one on one counseling and therapy you need, mm-hmm. but also think about a support group. Think about yeah. going to a group where you can bounce ideas or hear other people's experiences or share emotions with other people to, again, know that you're not alone, know that there are other people that go through similar things. And um, I think the last time I went to therapy was in 2020. Um, I was having a bipolar episode where usually my episodes are more manic, but this time I was having a very depressive episode and it was again where I was having suicidal intentions and I honestly just went on Google searched all therapists in the San Diego area and I went to the first girl that reached back out like reached out to me and I saw her probably for about five sessions to just get back on track and get balanced again mm-hmm. um, and yeah and I'm actually even currently um, wavering with the idea of just seeing a therapist maybe once every other month just to you know just now that I'm like newly like uh, newly married you know my husband and I are going to be going through stuff and want to start a family like I'm going to be going through a lot of life changes and there's nothing wrong with just having a little bit of extra support Mm -hmm. Um, so I'm thinking about just seeing someone again Um, I do have it where I see my psychiatrist because I take medication for the bipolar. I do see my psychiatrist about once a month. And I've been with this doctor now for about three years. Wow. Did it take for you like some time to find like the perfect match? I know you said you've seen multiple. Yes. So um, I feel like for counselors, definitely, you know, if you're going through something and you need that big support you definitely want to make sure you can vibe with that person you want to make sure you can feel comfortable you like their personality and it is sometimes it may take a couple people until you find that right person um even with my psychiatrist the person I have now he again I was going through an episode and he reached out to me he told me you know here's your appointment date. But if you need something, even if it's at midnight or 2am, please reach out to me. And I just really liked that. That's awesome. You know? Yeah. So I, I, even now I have it where I may not have an appointment for two weeks, but all of a sudden I feel myself getting manic mm-hmm. out up and right away get an appointment to make sure I'm okay. And so it's just, it's just really finding a psychiatrist or a therapist or a counselor that fits for you, mm-hmm. whether you need daily support or weekly, monthly support. It's about finding someone who will help you along the way and that you get along with and you feel comfortable sharing these intimate feelings with. Yeah, no, I, I definitely agree with you on that. And that's pretty like awesome to have a therapist. that would say, Hey, even if it's midnight, like you can reach out to me. Like, I feel like most people wouldn't be like that, but, and also with, with bipolar, it's kind of like, some weeks can be fine and then some weeks are just like a mess. Um, I always feel like my one of some of my challenges with therapy, um, I've, I've been like in and out of therapy is like I can be stable for like two weeks and then like I'll, or like out of nowhere, I'll like go into a depressive mode. Like I get I feel like I get more of the, depre- the depression part okay. um, where it's like really like all of a sudden I could just like have a switch. 
Yeah. Um, and I feel like I kind of try to like help myself. I mean, I do have a, I do have like a background in psychology. Fun fact. Um, <laughs> I have an undergrad degree nice. in psychology. I just never went to like being a counselor or a therapist just because I felt like I wouldn't be a good fit for the job because I would probably cry with people. I don't think yeah. I'm also very empathetic. So I don't think I can make a career like every like day to be hearing. I mean, I'm here for people, obviously, and I'm always want to be here for people. But I don't think making it like my because your full time job is like a big part of your life. Right. Um, And I don't think and also I'm like responsible for making yeah. sure that they don't jump off a bridge. I know how dark that just sounded, but you know what I mean? Like, yeah. Yeah, um I've done it that person yeah like if first time like so if something were to like happen like if they commit suicide or whatever like I would feel that guilt yeah so I just I I don't think I can be like that number one like I mean of course I love to be and help others and um if they need to like talk to somebody like and I've and I've had people in the past like reach out to me randomly like on my on my dms like venting to me and that's fine they'll be a complete stranger I had one person who was like no, I think she was like 19. Yeah. She was telling me some like, oh, she's okay, but I haven't heard from her in a while. But long story short, um, I've had people like reach out to me via DMs. And I've on the other side have reached out to people when I was in the dark space yeah. to like this one influencer. And she like actually like talked to me. And I'm just very impressed with that because she's someone who has like almost 70,000 followers and like she takes the time to like answer me. Which yeah, is good. Which yeah. is great. Which is insane. Well, which is good. Good. Well, she also is a mental advocate herself. So, awesome. um, yeah. No, she inspired me to like talk about things online as well, and she's she's fantastic. People are universally attracted to cute things. Plus, your everyday anxiety will be magically calm once you start to color. Coloring is proven to be an effective way to de-stress and relieve anxiety by activating the parasympathic nervous system. This is why I created the Mentally a Badass Coloring Book. It is a self-affirmation coloring book with inspirational affirmations to help you feel better about yourself and give you the confidence you need in life. Order Mentally a Badass Coloring Book today on Amazon. The link will be in the podcast description. So let's transition into talking about your advocacy. So what what made you want to become a mental health advocate? I know we talked a lot about what you went through and I feel like the answer is very like obvious. But what when was that moment where you're just like, okay, I want to go on social media and I want to spread mental health awareness? Yeah. So um at first I made my Instagram Fierce Fighting Spirit. It actually started in a different name Mm -hmm. and it was actually more of a like, like physical health. Like I was doing, it was during COVID and I actually was doing more like, Hey, wine and weights Wednesday night zoom. Like you say wine and weights. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I literally, I had a class where I would lead a workout program while drinking wine with the people. That's so funny. I love that. I would have totally joined. Yeah, I love wine. <laughs> um, so yeah, so my Instagram actually started out that way, but then I started realizing, like, talking to other people, posting content, and then also during this time, like, I did go through an episode 
I was being more open with just close friends and family about my bipolar. Like -hmm. something just hit me where I was kind of like, you know what? We already have so many people always telling us that we need to lose weight or you need to eat this or blah, 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 which is fine in a way. But at the same time, that's not all there is to life. Like it's about being a good person, having a healthy attitude, being well balanced. And I finally saw that shift in myself as well. Mm-hmm. where I was personally telling people around me more about my bipolar mm-hmm. and then they were opening up to me about their issues and now I even have it where sometimes I'll talk with people and they'll be like hey like I want to tell you this because I know you have bipolar and you know where I'm coming from and just starting to see that mm-hmm. was like you know what you know I'm gonna make fierce fighting spirit I'm gonna make it about mental health and especially now that there is starting to be less and less stigma about it is mm-hmm. amazing because when I was diagnosed with bipolar in 2010, it was low key awful where it was like a secret that I was taking meds. It was a secret that I was seeing a doctor. Um, it was also kind of a thing where like in the family, it was like, oh, well, you know, Amanda was in the, the hospital again. And it was just kind of, it was very, it was very strange. Yeah very hush hush but now but now I feel like the atmosphere especially with just other stuff that you see where you know I'm a big sports person um Mm -hmm. especially the San Diego Chargers or used to be but like Junior Seau he was a beloved football player hall of famer and he committed suicide and now it's being looked at of how the brain is being so impacted when you're playing football and how that affects you so it's even just small stuff like that where people are now seeing and society is seeing that mental health is real whereas before you were just seen as a mess up or you had problems Mm. but now it's starting to have the atmosphere of that you can reach out for help it's normal going through hard emotions is fine and I just really feel that you know, I can be one of those people that can talk about it, relate to it and help people along the way. Yeah, I see a lot of like me. Well, I, I me and you or you and me or whatever. I don't know who's older. Um, <laughs> but I mean, I, I, I feel like we are have like this, the same mindset is basically, yeah. you know, what I'm saying. Um, and I had a particular thought and I completely forgot. Um, has it ever happened to you? I mean, I feel like that happens to, um, well, I've, I mean, I was diagnosed also with ADHD and people say that ADHD is like part of bipolar. Um, some people say that, or it's just like, it's not ADHD and it's just like a symptom of bipolar. I mean, mm. it's very, it's very complex. So, I mean, I've been to multiple therapists. Some were like, majority were like, yeah, you're bipolar. And then one was like, oh no, you just have ADHD. So huh. it's just a lot of the misdiagnosis and stuff. I honestly, yeah it's concerns me sometimes and um I just like wish that I can just get like a brain scan and then they can just tell me <laughs> I actually have instead of like guessing I guess yeah. well I'm not guessing I'm not gonna say that I know they went to school and everything on the DSM but um I see here and Ariel told me that you have an Etsy Etsy shop for fierce yeah I do. yes so um it's also Fierce Fighting Spirit is Etsy, and yeah. I sell motivational clothing. Um, really? That's pretty cool. I yeah. didn't see that. So I'm, so I'm glad that she did her digging. 
Maybe Ariel, <laughs> if you can hear this. Um, yeah. Um, but yeah, so like some of my things will have like a like a flower with like love is kind or I have one shirt that says progress over perfection. Um, yeah, just like different articles of clothing that just have good, you know, valued mindset quotes and just again just now that we live in a society in an atmosphere where that's accepted mm-hmm. I'm, I'm just you know have that Etsy that you know if you want to wear it loud and proud go for it yeah fun fact what I'm wearing right now <laughs> this is actually a, a new brand it's called um, hopeless mope and they actually reached out to me um, and they said hey we love your content we want to send you one of our uh or um, one of our art, I guess, article of clothing. And I was like, yeah, I'll give you a sweater. Um, but oh. I, it's yeah, so they're, they're an apparel company, a mental health apparel company. And I've been noticing a lot more apparel, uh, mental health uh, apparel companies. Um, and the reason I'm bringing them up is because you're saying how, you know, it's not as stigmatized as back in 2010. And I really think it's really awesome, the founder of this company making this kind of, this like basically like showing like sad feelings or like wearing your feelings that's like their slogan is like where your feelings um matter so like the way they haven't written in their bio is they spell where as w-e-a-r where uh, your feelings and then they put a period and then it says matters and i'm like um so i think their brand is super unique um by the way this is a not sponsored thing but you should totally check out helpless mope just because I, I I like to support you know small businesses and stuff like that and I think that yeah and it's important yeah and like I think that they deserve a lot more of a following and stuff right now they have about a thousand followers and I'm like you guys deserve so much more but I I don't know I mean oh. I think people are just probably st- like agree with them but still they probably don't want to think in their head because a lot of people when they when they talk about mental health, people who don't really get it, they're just like, oh, we don't want to be around people who are just who are negative, and we don't really listen to sad music or this and that. Yeah. Like, but I, I like to change that because the perspective on that conversation. Like, I don't feel I feel like I'm a big believer on feeling your emotions. Like, yes. if you're sad, like be sad. You know, yeah. Like, listen to the music. Do whatever you gotta do. Like, a lot of society doesn't you know obviously no one likes to be sad but they always try to like mask it they always and the fact that i literally that was the last post on the instagram account a lot of people like to mask it and just like not show it um because they feel embarrassed Mm -hmm. so i think it's interesting how like this apparel company how to cope with it or handle it yeah and they just they feel like they're being you know they're scared to be judged so Mm -hmm. i don't like so with this kind of apparel like i think one of the shirts says like i'm trash or something like that like i don't know like Mm -hmm. it's just something like that where people don't want like you're basically if you feel like garbage it's like wear that you can wear that hoodie out and you know your people and and people like i I think kind of get what i'm saying i think they had a definitely a good a good approach to it i really hope it does yeah also spreading awareness like yeah like Telling people like it's okay to be sad. It's okay to not be okay. And I think that's something that, you know, we're so sometimes focused on the positive emotions, mm-hmm. but there's a whole spectrum of emotions. And you can't just only exclude yourself to happy emotions. Like, no, like, like you said, if you're sad, then cry or journal yeah. or talk to someone. 
And um, that's actually really big in like my marriage and, Mm -hmm. and talk about all the time. Like if my husband has a bad day at work, I'm Mm -hmm. not just there and be like, well, you should be happy because of this, 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 like, no, I just, I just listen. Yeah. I let him be, I let him be sad. I don't expect him to talk to me most of the night or I let him just watch TV. And I think that's very important for people as well, that if, you know, you have someone that reaches out to you and says, I'm feeling depressed or I'm angry or I'm sad. Don't necessarily like obviously give advice, but like also just sit and listen. Like sometimes people just want to be heard and they just want to vent, and they don't always want solutions to make it go away. Um, Obviously like that is a working goal that you should get out of your hard spots, but that's part of just life is that sometimes you do just have to soak it in and, you know, experience that emotion. Yeah. And I just, I feel like hopefully the more and more people talk about it and more it just clicks in some people's minds, because I also feel like people don't really understand like mental health and mental illness unless something happens to them, which is like kind of sad. Um, I don't know if you knew about this person, his name, um, well, his stage name, not his real name is Twitch. Um, I don't know if you heard about him and how he committed suicide, I was in shock. Oh, no. Complete. Because I don't know if you know, if you watch any of his content. Like, um, I knew Ellen, and he was on that dancing show back in the yeah, day. Yeah, and he was yeah. also the host on Disney Fairy Tale Weddings, him and his wife. Yeah. So, you know, I mean, that's how I discovered him, is the, the Disney Fairy Tale Weddings show. And um, obviously, I know it's acting. People always pretend to be happy and especially with disney they i used to work for disney so they always just like (laughs) but um but um i would follow him on socials him and his wife on tiktok and like they always do their dancing so much fun and they would just show like you know their family and their kids are adorable and they just you know obviously i know no one's life is perfect Mm -hmm. but just like he had it all you know he had beautiful wife beautiful kids big house like all this fame and money and all of a sudden one day I'm on Instagram and I'm seeing RIP Twitch and it's saying they committed suicide. I'm like, yeah, what? What's so like, dancing, like two days ago or like a day ago. Yeah. Um, and that's where I was like, I did not expect that at all. You know, yeah. I mean, there was like one, excuse me. There was this one video that him and his wife was, were talking about, um racism and stuff like their other videos usually pretty much almost all their videos are very positive and have high energy right and then right. they did have one sitting down um video about you know this what's going on in the world and, and all of that um so that's where he was you know was, was being real but i like but still even after that i did not expect i mean i expe- i mean i expected yeah we all we, he probably could be battling depression and right. just not showing it on social media which most people do like so that's where he was you know was, was being real but i like but still even after that i did not expect i mean i expe- i mean i expected yeah we all we, he probably could be battling depression and right. just not showing it on social media which most people do like they just show like their best highlights on social media um exactly. so that's just what i thought like yeah you can have just some you know fam- maybe some family challenges here and there and some depression i didn't think he was bad to the point where he would take his life Right. And that's what's so sad is like, you know, we, 
whenever you hear that news or you have a friend or a family member that that happens to, you know, in a way it really affects you because you're like, how could I have done different? What could I have done? But that's also just keeping in mind, though, that, you know, check on your friends, be real with people, um, make sure people get the support they need. But, you know, when someone does something like that, it's it's just you kind of just and it's really hard and I also I think about Robin William as yeah. well um mm-hmm. and even now watching some of his old movies he kind of drops like killing myself jokes and it's really hard to watch because you're like oh my gosh like was that a cry for help like it's in the movie like and it's just it's just so sad and you just wish you could help and but you know you just you just do the best you can and you and you try to help as much as you can it is also really hard to know if it was a cry or help or uh, or not um the reason i say that's because i do a lot of dark humor all mm-hmm. the time but i don't want to like kill myself um yeah. i mean i've had i've been through moments in my you know that i've been suicidal and I've, I've been there and stuff like that but right now currently as we're speaking i don't like feel like that yeah. um so but I still just make those jokes. So I guess it's like, it's free. Think about it. It's like, it's really hard to know. Yeah. And that's when like it, I said, think with Twitch, that scared me. Cause I'm like, I get so nervous, like and around, I think, you know? Yeah. And I think that's where it's like, this is why we do have these podcasts and these blogs and these Instagrams and all these ways to show people that it's going to be okay. Because mm-hmm. maybe, maybe he didn't have that in his life maybe he was only surrounded by his work maybe for some reason his family was a burden or we just we just don't know but you know yeah we have no idea about his life yeah but that that's why we do what we do because Mm -hmm. even if you hear back that one person listened to your podcast or read your blog or saw your post and that kept them from doing something dangerous Mm -hmm. that that's what that's what it's all about and that's the whole reason for advocacy and awareness is so that people don't feel alone mm-hmm. and they can feel out, they can reach out for help, know that, you know, it can get better. Yeah, no, a hundred percent. Like who knows, like even someone listening can, can, it can be like their last straw and they listen to this and they're like, okay, I'm not alone. I can reach out to her and say, Hey, or whatever, which, which they can, yeah. if they really want to, definitely. definitely. but yeah, I, it's just, I just honestly, lately, I don't know if you've been noticing or it's just my the way the algorithm is with me. I've just been seeing so many like suicides lately. And I'm like, yeah, it's so sad. I saw something about like a 12 year old girl or something. Yeah, Yeah. I've been seeing like children. I'm like children, children. And again, I think it's just, you know, the stigma is getting better, but there's still so much work. Yeah, a lot of work so to be much. done. And that's why, you know, you just, that's why you keep talking to friends and people, letting people know that it's okay to talk about your emotions and just spreading that awareness, spreading that advocacy so mm-hmm. that it does get better. And hopefully if someone's going through something, they have the courage to reach out. Yeah. And I think that's like the courage part is the biggest thing, but also I mean, this would be a whole other podcast, but I have a lot to say about the actual <laughs> like professional system. And oh, yeah, like I, I, I think that 
we're here to help to get to encourage people to reach out but i honestly just like feel like the men- the whole industry like the whole professional like it's just it's so hard to lately it's really hard to afford mental health depends oh, yeah. and everyone doesn't have the same situation like right now i mean i was right now my insurance like my health insurance doesn't really cover mental health um oh, no and well, when I was working for Disney, it did. It was great. And it was like $20 sessions. It was awesome. And I miss it. But I wanted to work for myself. Anyway, that's a whole other thing. But so I was do- using BetterHelp. Um, and it was like, I think, almost $300 a month for me. Yeah. But you get like four sessions. So I was like, okay, if you're getting four sessions, like, like once that's a week. not bad. Yeah. Um, but I didn't have a bad experience. But I doesn't really have a good experience. Yeah, Being like I just didn't really connect. Um, I didn't really feel like I think I think the value that I was I wouldn't really get I wasn't really getting much value out of it to be honest with you. By the way, if anyone's listening and think about doing better help, um, definitely do it. Uh, if you can, I'm not I'm not saying anything bad about better help. Better help was fine. The actual company itself, it was just more of just the therapist. I felt wasn't the right fit. Um, I felt that. I knew a little bit more than her. Um, and I felt like bipolar is so complex. It really is. Yeah, It is. And I felt like she probably would do fine if she had a client that was just general, generalized anxiety or, or something like that. You know, like someone who's just like learning coping, coping skills for life, life stressors. But with me, I have some deep trauma. Um, and like that I have to work through. And I need somebody who can really help me dig deep into all of that because I was I got really messed up and that's what I need. So um, it just wasn't a good fit. And I think I just I probably should go back to doing it. <laughs> yeah, um, but yeah, it, it really is like they're just, you know, unfortunately, if you don't have health insurance or you do have health insurance and it doesn't cover. Yeah, it really is like it's so hard. So to expensive. It'll be like two hundred dollars for a psychiatry like appointment. Yeah. Yeah. And even like for me with insurance that covers medication, I'm still paying about $50 every time I get my medication once a month. Oh, wow. It's and yeah. And it's just it's differed with every insurance I've been with, depending on like who my, you know, employer is and stuff. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Currently right now I pay about $50 for my medication Mm -hmm. that I need to stay sane. (laughs) Yeah. We have to pay to stay alive. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Have you ever heard of good? Do you ever use good RX? No, but I've heard good things about it. Definitely try and see if you can find any coupons for your medication. See if that helps you out a little bit. Okay. Recommend it. Yeah, yeah, it's like goodrx.com or something like that. Um, That's what I was told. Like if your insurance like doesn't cover certain things, goodrx may have a really good deal for you. So there you go. Yeah. Yeah. Anything that can help because I think that's just... And then without like insurance, the medication would be like hundreds of dollars. And it's like, I hate the pharmaceutical costs. Yeah. Oh my God. I could go on a rant. <laughs> oh, oh yeah. It's just, they make, they're like billion dollar industry. Oh yeah. And or just even like the price of insulin doesn't, is a not. And that's scary. People literally make- like, at least with like yeah. bipolar, we have a chance. <laughs> well, with like insulin's like that's like if you don't got it and you're have, and you're diabetic like you can literally die yeah yeah in days yeah yeah it's just that's it's so scary. disturbing it's like disturbing as in like if they don't 
help you out. Like, even if let's say you don't like have the money or something like that for some reason, mm-hmm. or you, you don't have like any access to cash or credit or whatever, what is the pharmacy person going to say? Oh, sorry. I'll see you at your funeral. Yeah. Like, it's so bad. I can it's never, crazy. never I work. I can never, ever work in the health industry or anything that involves life or death because I cannot like there's times when I used to work for Disney, I would have to like say no for certain things with guests that I didn't agree with with the company that I felt was wrong, but it wasn't like a life or death situation. Right. You know what I mean? It's like, Oh, if I can't refund you for your like bad experience at a party, like that's not, you're not going to die, you know? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) So, um, but, um, but yeah, that's that's why I just like I just I can't work in that kind. I honestly give props to like people who are like in those kind of like careers. Honestly, they yeah. deserve to get paid yeah. more. Definitely agreed. Yeah. So before we end this, Amanda, I always like to ask all my guests for any last piece of advice to anyone who is listening to this right now. If you just had like one last thing to say, I think my last thing that I'd like to say is. Because how we did talk about, you know, childhood trauma and Mm -hmm. going through what you're going through is that remember, there's always a light at the end of the tunnel. Mm -hmm. Also, life is like a deck of cards. You Mm -hmm. never know what hand you're going to get. You have the choice to play those cards. That's it. Yeah, that's that's a good quote. That's a really good quote. Is that like a quote that you made or like? No, I think I just <laughs> would be very philosophical, but yeah, um, no, I, I, I love I philosophy. Read <laughs> yeah, I read that somewhere, but I that's a quote that I actually think about a lot. And especially mm-hmm. when I'm, I'm faced with a challenge or adversity or something bad happens, mm-hmm. uh, it helps me to remember, you know, I can't control the bad stuff that happens, but I can control how I react to it. And no, that's a hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, and it's honestly, these, these life quotes are so powerful. Honestly, like they are. I love, if you I know love that <laughs> you can't, you can't control other people's like behavior. You can only control how you react to it and you can exactly. only be responsible for yourself exactly. and bettering yourself and the energy instead of like putting energy into like, oh, why is that person acting like, oh, that person's so annoying or oh, like this, this is that, which we've all done it. We're all human, mm-hmm. but is learning to think differently and to be like, okay, how can I like really work on like reacting differently? Exactly. Yeah. And switching that mindset. Cause that's, that's like one of the hardest things and it takes a lot of time because humans yeah. work rigidly like conditions, like to think negative and it's easier for the brain to think negative than positive. Exactly. That is a fact. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you so much for being on here. I'm so glad you found us. Yes. Yes. Cheers to Instagram and cheers to hashtags. Yes. I use that mental health (laughs) advocate hashtag a lot. But no, I really do appreciate it. Um, I'm going to put all of your socials um in the bio. Um, I'll also get in your VA too because you never know if maybe someone needs one. Definitely. You never know. I'm a fierce fighting spirit and your yeah. assistant Amanda. Yeah, put that all in the description if you want to follow her. Um, but yeah, I want to say thanks to everyone who has been listening. I hope you have a good evening, good afternoon, good morning, wherever you are. And I hope you enjoy next week's video. Cheers.